Amen. I believe you. Well, why don't you uh, turn to the book of Acts chapter 2. Just go to the last verse of that chapter, if you would, Brother Timothy. I want to talk a little bit about what takes place at the starting of Acts chapter 3, but I just want to, I want you to see what takes place at the end of Acts chapter 2. I'm sure you know what takes place at the beginning of Acts chapter 2. That's the day of Pentecost when it was fully come, and the Lord poured out his spirit on all those that were gathered in the upper room, and uh, then more uh, through the preaching of the Apostle Peter, and the Lord just kept on adding, kept on reaching, kept on saving people, and the church started in Acts chapter 2 and continued on, carried over. The last verse here, it says, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Everybody say daily. That means every single day the Lord was adding to the church such as should be saved. Now go to chapter 3 verse 1. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour. Next verse. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried. A certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful. Everybody say daily. daily. Now that verse uh, 47 in Acts 2 says, The Lord was adding to the church daily and here we see what was taking place with this individual daily day in day out it doesn't say weekly it doesn't say occasionally it doesn't say once a month daily everybody say daily he was carried daily and whom they laid daily at the gate to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Just imagine, if you would, for a moment, that this is your existence. You were lame from your mother's womb. You, from the, child, from the time you were a child, a baby, a newborn infant and toddler and growing up, you just could not walk. That's what it means to be lame. Imagine that's your existence. And then you get... In past your childhood, your uh, teenage years into your adulthood, and you are a man, and this is your existence. It just says they laid. So someone was responsible. Could have been a, it could have been a rotation of people. Oh, this is your day to take him. Oh, this is your day to take him. It could have been any, any number of who they are, but it just says they carried him to the temple and laid him there. Then, no doubt, 
They went into the temple because it's time for prayer, and this is what we do. But he's laid on the outside, and that's his existence. The next verse, verse 3, it says, Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. So Peter and John were going because it's time to go to the prayer. And he sees them. But I want you to notice how this transpires. And I'm, I'm really not intentionally drawing back to what we talked about Sunday. But remember, we talked about stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. So pay attention to the, the vision aspect of the next little bit of what takes place here. So he sees them about to go into the temple. Verse 4, And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. Now he already saw them about to go into the temple. But through deductive reasoning, we can tell that he wasn't really focused on them. Probably just like he saw everybody come through. Here's another person. Here's another person. Here's somebody else coming in. Please. And so he saw them, but he wasn't looking on them. Peter said, first it says he fastened his eyes on him. Not, oh, here you go. Here's a little bit of change. Go by. Or not even, let me just pray for you real quick. Lord, touch this man as I'm going in to pray. He stopped and fastened his eyes on him. This is the word focus. I believe the Lord would ask us, where is our focus? On whom is our focus? What are you looking at? Who are you seeing? What are you thinking about? When you go throughout your daily activity... Where's your focus? So he says, look on us. Verse 5. And he, the lame man, gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. I want to uh, tell you, I, I, it's, it's a quote that I heard. Uh, many of you, I'm sure, have heard of a preacher by the name of Jeff Arnold. Um, he, he said that he says frequently or said in the past frequently to his church. He said, if there's one thing that you would ask the people in, in the church that I've pastored all these years, something I tell them over and over and over again, he says is what I told them is expectation is the birthplace of the miraculous. I'll read, say that again. Expectation is the birthplace of the miraculous. The miraculous meaning when the Lord comes in through his power and does something that could not be done otherwise. Should not be done otherwise. You would not think that this could be done, but the Lord through his power does it. And that, what, that message that Brother Arnold is saying there is where that happens. The birthplace is where that happens. 
the birthplace of the miraculous is expectation. I, I, I would uh, dare say that if I just kind of through the process work this out, I would say, well, birth, the birthplace, uh, miraculous happens at a need. So uh, maybe I would think, well, no, the need is the birthplace of the miraculous. Well, if that was the case, why is not every need met with a miracle? You would say, well, you can't have a miracle without a need. That might be true, but you will not get your miracle without expecting something. It says here that he expected to receive something of them. And now, if, it, if we're just talking about alms, Look, you can just put your money in the cup. But it says, when he said, look on us, he looked expecting to receive something more than just the normal gift. Something more than just a little bit of money. Expecting to receive something of them. I would dare say that at this moment, this lame man did not know that the Lord was about to miraculously heal him and that in just a matter of moments he would be standing, leaping, running, praising God. I think he just thought, well, these guys have something to give me. I don't know, maybe they're going to give me a whole meal today. Maybe they're going to give me a new bicycle. Maybe they're going to hand me a new, a new shirt, a new blanket, whatever. It's something more than the usual, so I'm expecting to receive of them. Expecting. The word expecting. It, if you'll allow me, the definition, what it means is mental direction where your mind is going what you think is going to happen I, I, I can't go through this without mentioning that in, in the study of this expectation in itself is, is neutral or I guess I would say it could be positive or negative we're talking about the Bible and the miraculous, and we think automatically positive. But as I was going through this, I felt the Lord pause me and say, whether you think about it or not, most of you have expectations all the time, and myself included. You think something's going to happen. How many of you woke up today, or maybe even went to bed last night, and you thought, well, tomorrow night's Tuesday night. I'm expecting I'm going to go to the church for Bible study. Uh, probably all of us, we're, we're thinking ahead. That's what's going to happen. Now, I won't, I, I won't go into uh, your expectation of what you thought might happen here tonight. Uh, if you would humor me, I'd just let you think for a moment. What are your expectations? And, and, and not just for tonight, but 
this as an example. Well, I, we'll probably get there and the lights will probably be on. I don't think we're going to have service in the dark. We'll get there and the air conditioning will hopefully be on. I don't think we're going to have service in 80 degrees or hotter. I'll probably see so-and-so there. Elder Flowers will probably be there and for the heart because those two, you can count on them. They'll probably be there. And I might see so-and-so and this one and that one, and we'll probably pray. There will probably be some Bible study and uh, some fellowship. That's just my expectation. That's where you're going with your thoughts. But outside of the realm of a Bible study, put this into just the context of your normal day. Or even into the context of a specific situation. You don't really get anywhere without forethought. Something doesn't happen without intention. You, you plan, I'm going to get up, I'm going to eat breakfast. I will do that. And so you, you, you think ahead and then you go do it. But expectation can I would not just say can, but very often for some of us have a negative connotation to it. Oh, I'm worried that this is going to happen. I'm going to go there and do this, but I'm afraid when I do, this is going to happen. It's, it, we're still just talking about expectation. It's the same meaning of the word. We haven't changed it at all. It's the mental direction. It's where I think things are going to go. I wonder if at first that man thought, uh, I can tell you by their shoes which ones are going to give and which ones are not. Oh, this one might. Oh, that one's definitely not. Oh, this one probably will. What? What has he got? He's got expectation based on circumstance. That's us. That's the, that's the reality that we live in. We have expectation based on circumstance. When I was in school, frequently, the expectation based on circumstance was I'm going to take a test. And the circumstances are I have not studied for this test. So I'll tell you what I expect. I don't expect the best grade from this test. Wouldn't you know there were some miracles that took place there? <laughs> Thank the Lord for that. But most often, I would, I would expect based on circumstance. There would be times, there's nothing worse than cramming all this study, putting in long hours of study, and expecting to get a good grade. And then, oh, I know, I, I, I can feel that this is going to be my, my highest score. And you go and you do that and you get your score. I was not expecting this. I thought for sure I was at least going to get a B. I was hoping for an A. <laughs> but here's what happens. I'll be honest and tell on myself a little bit. You get enough B's and you start expecting B's. Then you get a few A's and you start expecting A's, especially if you get them without doing a lot of work. I lucked into an A. 
All right, it's a new semester. I could probably look into it. F? Whoa! How did that happen? How did that happen? My expectation was skewed because of past circumstance. Now, I have this note. This is the only note that I really have to, to say. Because we're talking about expecting and to expect, whether in hope or in fear. That's the, that's the definition. Hope, positive, I'm hoping this happens. Or fear, I'm hoping this does not happen. Let it not be said of us that we are ever waiting for something bad to happen. I just got to let that sink in for a few moments because if we're honest with ourselves, we probably can think of a time. Yeah, I'm going to go and I'm going to do that, but it's probably not going to go well. Well, I mean, if we're talking about you, because you haven't put in the work, okay, expect that. But I'm talking about especially circumstances that are beyond your control. Uh, if you allow me to tell you a little joke. I heard a guy say he, was, he grew up and he was a hypochondriac. You know what that means, somebody thinks they're always sick. Somebody thinks they always got something wrong with them. He said, I was a hypochondriac, and the worst thing that could happen happened. They built a clinic right across the street from my house. And he said, you know how most people will drive past the grocery store and think, is there anything that I might need from there? Maybe I'll just go in and, and take a look and see if something, you know, jogs my memory. Oh, yeah, I do need some milk. I do need some of that. He said, well, that's how most people were, but I would go past the clinic and think, is there anything I might need in there? Is there anything maybe wrong with me that I, I'll, I'll just go in and check? I'll just go in and have them run some tests. Well, that, that was supposed to be a joke. But it proves the point quite well, I think. I might just see a, a word, I, I might see a building, I might see a person, I might see a whatever situation and think, ooh, I wonder if there's something wrong here. Ah. <laughs> Let it not be said of us that we are waiting for something bad to happen. I'm talking about expectation. Imagine if that lame man was there at the gate. <sighs> alms, please, alms, please, alms, please. Two men come by. Look on us. Oh, they're probably going to kick me out. Expectation. Oh, they're probably going to tell me I can't be here. Expectation.
what you expect goes a long ways into determining your reality. I was playing golf one time. If you know him, you know Chester Wright. And I was playing golf with him once, the one time, twice. One time I was playing with him, and my first time to play with him, I was ready to impress. I'll be honest with you. I thought, it's time to show him what I'm made of. And we were playing at a course way above my pay grade. And I thought, I'm, I've, been, I've, been, I've been practicing for this moment all my life. Here we go. Oh, by the way, I had not played golf in probably two years before that day. But I played a whole lot growing up, you know, teenage years and young adult years. So I thought, I know how to hit the ball. I know which clubs. I know all this stuff. It's still there. Whew. We get maybe halfway through the round. And uh, the others are having a good time, and I am not. Not at all. In fact... I don't even want to go hit that next shot, really, but I'm here, and somebody paid for me to be here, so I'll probably just better play this round. And uh, at one of, these, one of the holes we were on, he, he was in the cart kind of behind me, so he had nothing to do but observe the shot that I was about to hit. <laughs> and I hit it, and it's not great, and I'm not happy. And he said, when's the last time you played? I think the Holy Ghost was operating there a little bit in him. I said, well, it's been a few years. And he said, what are you mad about then? Well, I know I can hit a, a better shot than that. <laughs> he said, I'll tell you your problem. Unreasonable expectations. You think because you did something one time and it was good, you can just go along and expect that all the time and you don't got to put any work in you don't have to put any effort in you're just you have unreasonable expectations now go a little further in time and years and uh at a time and place that i will not say i was taking my son to play golf and uh he decided he wanted to keep score and see how close he could get to my score that's a big mistake that's number one problem right there <laughs> but we play a few holes and he's not too far away from my score and he's thinking hey I can I'm hanging in here but a few more holes and I was way over here and he was way over there on the scorecard and all of a sudden why uh, the attitude is the same as the Caleb attitude. I'm not, I'm not blaming him. I know it very well. But I'm saying, why are you not, why, why are you, what's your problem? Why are you mad? He said, because I know I can do better. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. You know you can do better. So now when you, for lack of a better word, fail, who are you mad at? Yourself. Why are you mad? Because I'm not meeting my expectations. I thought when I woke up this morning and I knew we were going to play golf, I thought I was going to have the best round of my life. I mean, I could see it perfectly clear. Why? Well, that was my expectation. That's just a little segue there.
personal, uh, personal help. Don't have unreasonable expectations. You'll, you will have a much more fulfilling time at whatever it is you're doing if you don't have unreasonable expectations. Now let's go back to this guy. It says he looked, he gave heed unto them, paid attention to them. Oh, Lord. Think about, if you would, think about all the situations out there that are in need of a miracle, but the situation and the people involved are not giving heed to the word of God in their situation. It's about as heavy as a statement as I can make. All the, the needs. This is why needs are not the birthplace of the miraculous. Because if so, the Lord would go around like a little genie. Phew, there's one. Phew, there's one. Phew, miracle, miracle. Because all these needs. No. He's sitting there with the miraculous power and waiting. He, I, I promise you, in some form or fashion, the Lord is going around to individuals. And I'm not just talking about people here in the church. But he's going around to people and saying, hey, look on me. Pay attention to me. Hear my voice. I've got something I want to say to you about this need, about this situation that you're in. Oh, just... Come on, get me through another day. No. It started when... He asked for something, and, he, and, and Peter said, look on us, and he gave heed to them. Pay attention. I can't, this is the word of God for somebody right now. Pay attention. Not just go along and wait until a, mirac a, a miracle just slaps you upside the head. Woo, that was awesome. It's, if it happens, it's not going to happen because you were paying attention, that's for sure. But see, oh, see, I knew I only needed about three lines of notes for this, this particular message. And here I thought expectations would be done in five minutes. There you go. People go around thinking it's the Lord's job to perform miracles. And that when he doesn't, he's failing at his job. <sighs> the Lord knows that I have that need. And the fact, you know what? The very fact that you're not meeting this need, you're giving me license to question your existence. Oh, I don't want that attitude. When the Lord is sitting there saying, I'm right here, I just need you to pay attention to the thing that I want to tell you. I just need you to pay attention. Is that so much to ask? 
pay attention. He, looked, he, he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Next verse. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Now I'll be honest with you. I have preached, taught, spoke from this passage multiple times. And usually the direction and the angle that I'm feeling the ministry is to try to be like Peter, and try to get others to feel to be like Peter. What you have is what they need. It's true. That's the truth. But what the Lord is showing us tonight is Peter and John were going to the temple anyways. They were going there because it was time to pray. And I don't see it in the scripture where they huddled up and thought, okay, when we get there, there's probably going to be that guy. And now that we got the Holy Ghost because of Acts chapter 2, we can go heal that guy. Ready, break. Let's go do it. No, they were going to the temple because it was the hour of prayer. There's a completely another message I'm not going to go into tonight. Just do what you're supposed to do in the kingdom of God. Just do what you're supposed to do in the kingdom of God. But if that man had not looked on them expecting to receive something from them, I, do, I really do not think... <laughs> Help us, Lord. I really do not think that Peter or John would have gone over to him and said, Oh, oh he's heavy. Oh, ooh, he's heavy, but I think we can do it. Come on. Nah, that's for somebody else. But if the, if the miraculous is not expected from the person that needs a miracle, it's going to be a difficult task for you to go around and try to be the miracle vessel. I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to be cynical. I'm not trying to even discourage anybody from seeking and praying for what the Lord wants. But I'm also trying to save somebody from a lifetime of misery because you're not seeing the magic flow through the end of your fingers. I'm just, mm, I'm just saying. <laughs> Holy Ghost. God forbid that happens one time and it works because what's going to happen again? Unreasonable expectation. Woo, let's try that again. <laughs> Holy Ghost. God forbid that we think we can take His glory and use it however we want to. Oh, there are spirits out there that would love to operate that way through you. And if you work and try hard enough, you can tap into them. I promise you that. The problem is they look and sound and feel a whole lot like the spirit. 
but they're not. I'd like you to close your eyes and pray. Jesus, I believe in the truth of your word, Father. I know that everything that you say in your scripture is true, God. It's written for our benefit. It's written for our, for our instruction and for our edification. God, I believe it's written for our doctrine, for me to learn from. God, help me to be the student of your word. Help me, God, to be the student of your spirit and know the truth. Know the truth of your word. In the name of Jesus, why don't you stand? Come on. I want us to pray a little bit about our own expectations. Come on. We're not, ex we're not setting our expectations on the Lord right now. I want you to pray about your expectation. God, I know you can do all things. I firmly believe it, God. You can raise the dead and you can do anything else that you want to do because that is your power. God, but I pray forgive me for any time that I've had a negative expectation. Forgive me for any time that I've operated through fear or worry, oh God, through the expectation of something bad happening. God, I pray I want your spirit to empower me. I want your spirit to empower me, God, to look for that which is right, to look for that which is true and holy and pure. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, God, you can do all things. God, you can do all things. Come on, why don't you pray about your situation for a little bit? Pray about your situation. God, you are well able. Jesus, you are well able. All power in heaven and earth is given to you, Jesus. There is nothing impossible with you, Father, but all things are possible with you to them that believe. Jesus, I believe it, O oh God. I believe it, O oh God. My faith is in you. My faith is in you, Jesus. It rests firmly in your word. God, you have all power. In the name of Jesus. 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 Come on, just express some faith in the Lord for a little bit. Would you do it? Express some faith in Him. Lord, You are able. God, You are able. You are so good. You are so good, Lord. And I know You want to heal. I know You want to deliver. I know You want to restore. I know You want to save, O oh God. Jesus, these are demonstrations of Your power. God, they're demonstrations of who you are and how great you are. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I'm expecting to see miraculous works from your Spirit. I'm expecting to see great things, Lord, through your Spirit, through the working of your Spirit. I expect it, Lord God. I believe in it, Lord Jesus. I'm setting my mind toward you right now. God, I'm setting my mind towards you, Jesus. 
Lord, I want you to direct my thoughts. I want you to set the direction and course of my day and my words and my actions, Father. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Father. God, you're able. Hallelujah. Oh, God, you're able. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We sing a song that says, Is there anything too hard for the Lord? I know there is nothing too hard for the Lord. I'm expecting miracles. I'm expecting signs and wonders from the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I want this faith to be in me. I want this faith to operate in me, God. I want it to operate through me in the name of Jesus. God, in your name. God, in your name. We avail ourselves to you, Jesus. God, we avail ourselves to you. We make ourselves available, God. We're seeking you, Lord Jesus. We're not seeking just for a miracle, God, but we're seeking for you, the miracle worker. We're seeking for you, God, and the hand, God, in our life. We're seeking for it in our life, Lord Jesus. God, I want you to set the expectations. God, I want you to set the goals. Lord, and I want you to give me faith and give me your grace, O oh God, to live according to that faith. In the name of Jesus. Come on, let the Lord empower you right now. I feel it in the Holy Ghost. He wants to empower us right now to live by His grace according to the faith that He would place inside you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes, God, I claim it tonight, Father. I claim it tonight, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 If you have a physical need in your body, would you just raise your hand? Come on, we're not looking for a show of things, but we're going to express our faith in the Lord for a moment. If you have a physical need in your body, if you would raise your hand, I believe through the faith of the Lord that's operating here tonight that He would work a miracle. In the name of Jesus, I speak it tonight, O oh God. I claim it tonight, Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus, not by our might or by our power, Lord, but by Your Spirit. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I declare healing tonight, Father. I declare wholeness in the name of Jesus. 
I declare the miraculous in the name of Jesus. God in your name. God in your name. I speak it tonight, oh God. In the name of Jesus. Come on, if there's another need that you want to express before the Lord, why don't you just raise your hand? Whatever it is that you want to express before the Lord, God, you are able to meet this need. God, you are able to meet and work, oh God, through your miraculous power. You are able, oh God. I leave it in your hands, Jesus. Oh, I'm expecting the miracle, Lord God. I'm expecting to receive from you in the name of Jesus. Oh, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. If you want to find somebody to pray for, you can do that. Before we go, I'm opening this up for you all to find a place to pray. Find a brother, find a sister. Come on, I feel the work of the Lord flowing in this place tonight. In the name of Jesus, God, we make ourselves available to you, God. Oh, I pray that your ministry would work through your body, oh God. I pray that the work of your spirit would work through your body. God, it's you that meets every need. God, it's you that knows every situation. In the name of Jesus, I pray it right now in your name, Father. I pray it right now in your name, Lord Jesus.
you can sit down if you want. I'm not going to take long, but I just want to tell you a quick story that I felt the Lord quickened to my mind. It probably seems like the strangest possible thing to say at this time, but the Lord took me back just a couple of years ago with uh, Sister Elizabeth Mays. Uh, I got to go and visit her when our expectation was that she didn't have much longer with us. And uh, first of all, uh, when I went to pray for her and just visit and talk to her, uh, right away I felt there was a ministering spirit that came into the room where she stayed and was there for her and then would leave and then would come back and would leave again. And I thought, that's about the weirdest thing I ever felt. Not that there's anything wrong with it. I just thought I don't have understanding on why that would happen. I mean, you think if the, if the Lord's going to send an angel, that that angel's going to be stationary and not move. But then in, in my conversation with her, uh, I said, is there anything that you're, you know, wanting or, or uh, praying for or what do you, you know, I was just really honestly trying to get what's her expectation right now. I believe that she was a saint of God and she knew far more than many of us know about the things of the Lord from a lifetime lived with him. So I just honestly wanted to say, what's your expectation? And we'll pray for that. And she said, well, sometimes at night, uh, I just start praying and uh, I can feel something, someone come and just come into the room and stand here and, and be here with me while I'm praying and then go. <laughs> and I, I thought she's, a, she's describing exactly what I felt in, in my spirit. The Lord is sending her Uh, he's sending her a listener because she told me I'm, I'm praying these things about my family and I want the Lord to do this here and I, I'm praying that these over here would <laughs> not one single thing that she shared was I want the Lord to do this for me she didn't even say I want to go to heaven I believe she knew she was nearly there <laughs> and I said okay We'll pray for this, but let me give you an expectation. These things that you're praying for is not your responsibility any longer. Our expectation is you've done what you're supposed to do in your time on this earth. You've, you've shared with each one of those children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren. All your family knows what your expectations are of them. Now we're releasing that to the Lord. Amen. Lord, I thank you for your spirit of ministry that's here tonight. God, I thank you for your hand, your mighty hand. I thank you for the miracles that you're working even this moment, Father. I thank you. I feel it in my spirit, God, and I know that you are accomplishing your will. Father, and we pray let it continue to be done according to your will and your purpose. God, we expect great things. We expect miracles, Lord, because 
You are the miracle worker, God, and we know this is a part of who you are. I pray it tonight in Jesus' name. I pray your covering upon your people, God. I pray let our minds be covered and anointed by you so that we would think the thoughts that are directed by you. I speak it tonight in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed. Greet one another in Jesus' name.